Welcome to day 134 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are Second Chronicles chapters 25 through 27. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 25 tells the story of King Amaziah. The early assessment of Amaziah by the chronicler is positive. He did what was right in the Lord's eyes. But it also comes with a caveat, but not with his whole heart. Things start well for Amaziah. Although he enacts revenge on those who murdered his father, he did not put their children to death. The chronicler remarks that he acted mercifully in this way to obey the Torah command in Deuteronomy 24, verse 16, that says, Parents should not be executed because of what their children have done, and neither should children be executed because of what their parents have done. After securing his reign, Amaziah took a semi-census of the people and found that there were 300,000 men fit for military service. This gave him the ability to dismiss the mercenary soldiers Judah had conscripted from Ephraim for protection, but it also made those soldiers angry at Judah. While Amaziah and the Judean forces were out in battle against the people of Seir, the Ephraimites raided and looted several Judean cities. Things got worse for Amaziah when, in celebration of the Judean victory against Seir, rather than destroying their foreign gods, Amaziah sets them up for himself and starts sacrificing to them. With this new sense of arrogance, Amaziah foolishly picks a fight with King Joash of Ephraim slash Israel, and the battle was a disaster, causing a giant breach in the walls of Jerusalem and a great loss of wealth and glory from the temple. And like his father before him, Amaziah then was killed by conspiring assassins. Chapter 26 turns to the reign of Amaziah's son Uzziah. Like the introductions of both his father and grandfather, the opening assessment of this new king by the chronicler is mixed. On the one hand, Uzziah did what was right in the Lord's eyes, but on the other hand, the text gives the caveat that God gave him success, quote, as long as he sought the Lord, unquote, inferring that there will come a time when Uzziah will stop seeking the Lord's help. Also, like his father, the positive aspects of Uzziah's reign were connected to military strength and victories. Verses 9 through 15 describe the improvement Uzziah made to Jerusalem and the strength of his army. However, after Uzziah became powerful, his pride too led to his downfall. Uzziah's sin was that he entered the temple of the Lord and burned incense on the altar, an act for which the king is forbidden to do. The priest, Azariah, tries to stop him and rescue him to no avail. Uzziah was struck with leprosy and was then forced to live in isolation from everyone until his death. Thus, once again, a Judean king who had so much promise at the beginning of his life became a severe disappointment by the end. This pattern has now been repeated for the last three generations of kings, causing the reader to wonder how long will this trend continue? Chapter 27 is a relatively brief account of the 16-year reign of Uzziah's son Jotham. Again, the opening assessment by the chronicler is positive. He too did what was right in the Lord's eyes. However, this time it is the wickedness of the people rather than the king that is noted by the narrator. Like the kings right before him, Jotham is praised for his rebuilding projects and his military successes, but that's about all the chronicler has to say about him. After having described Jotham's success, the chronicler closes out the life of Jotham in a familiar way, making reference once again to the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. Jotham is buried with the kings and succeeded by his son Ahaz. In these texts for today, both Amaziah and Uzziah 
end up with problems because of the way they handled divine power. Amaziah got in trouble for trying to add the power of the gods of Seir to the power of God. We've read enough of the Old Testament by now to know that kind of syncretism, trying to worship Yahweh with other forms of idolatry, that's just not going to go well. Uzziah, on the other hand, relies on the power of Yahweh alone, but he uses the unique presence of God with Judah in inappropriate ways. God may bless Judah's king, but God will not be controlled by the king. The Bible has much to say about our temptation toward idolatry, but it also has much to say about how to not misuse the name and the presence of God. So read these texts carefully today, looking for things you've not seen before, journal your thoughts, prayers, and questions, and may we be delivered from both our idolatries and our attempts to try and control God. Our texts for tomorrow are 2 Chronicles chapters 28-30, through 30, and we're adding Psalm 57. I'll talk to you tomorrow.